0: The new year will soon be here, and along with that, our thoughts of trying out something new. Last week, we looked at how small, sustainable, and consistent changes or modifications are more likely to stick in our classrooms rather than attempting to overhaul everything. This week, we focus on lots of ideas for what you can actually do in the classroom, along with ways to make it happen seamlessly, consistently, and successfully. So, let's jump in. Hello my friends, bonjour mes amis, hola mis amigos, welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast. I am Joshua Cabral and thank you so much for being here, for taking the time out of your week to listen to a podcast about language teaching. It's what makes you a wonderful educator, one of the things that makes you a great educator. I love to point that out at the beginning of every episode so you don't forget it and you're constantly reminded of it. So thank you Again, This is episode two of my episode on making small sustainable changes in our classroom. I am talking about this a bit in some keynotes I've been doing lately in New York and in Chicago and some other places. So I just wanted to bring some of these ideas to you as well. And I typically, I change up the title sometimes in some of the content, but it's usually something along the lines of beyond your comfort zone or trying something new. But the idea is how small changes, small sustainable changes can transform your teaching practice. So all of that in your language classroom. I will do a quick recap of the topics that I covered in last week's episode before moving on. But be sure to go back and listen to that entire episode if you haven't. It'll really help you to put a frame around what we're talking now. But last week I talked about trying something new in your classroom and doing it for 30 days and making it a sustainable thing that you can do for 30 days. And this idea of change does not mean necessarily doing something completely different in a new way, but maybe a new lens or trying out something new. So I'm using the word change as sort of an umbrella term for taking a new direction with something in your classroom. And so within that whole idea of 30 days, I was talking about Matt Cutts, who has a TED Talk on trying something new for 30 days and how small, sustainable changes are more likely to stick rather than doing these big, lofty goals for changes. And that is in line with James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, where he says that goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress and by systems there i equate that with what matt cuts is saying about those small sustainable changes so i see these two people really kind of complementing each other in this idea of making changes in our classroom and i talked about why we should try something new and how that keeps students engaged and motivated and it's also a model for our students where they are seeing us try something new and that things might not go well all the time but you can learn from what isn't going well and try again and that's just a great model for our students and throughout that we're going to really boost our creativity with that inspiration because when there are challenges to overcome you have to get creative and experiment with some new things and that whole experience of problem solving is going to lead to something that you didn't expect most likely and that idea of doing it for 30 days consistently is going to be what gives you that opportunity to fix something that didn't go well or to modify something that didn't do well if you just try something for a week or a day you're not giving yourself that opportunity so find that thing which we're going to talk about on this episode and really push through and try to do that for 30 days and then we looked at some of the things that get in the way when we try something new and that there's a fear of failure possibly and so just talked about this fear of failure but there are manageable steps and you can have your realistic expectations so that they are small and sustainable and we also get concerned about time and is there time to do this and again i keep saying small sustainable changes in our classroom that can really have a big impact and so that'll mean the opportunity to adapt materials that we already have And then we are looking at possibly the idea of resistance from colleagues, but to start with the benefits and to actually provide evidence of what students are able to do because of it, and then work backwards from there to combat some of that resistance we might get from colleagues. And then staying motivated. How can we stay motivated when we're doing something new in our classroom? If we have really supportive colleagues, that's wonderful. If that's not the case, then find professional communities and conferences, whether that is in-person conferences, virtual, getting into chat groups, whether that's on Facebook and different social media places, listening to podcasts, talking to your friends about what you're hearing on podcasts. So those are some ways to stay motivated as you're going through this. So that was a very quick recap of last week's episode where I was really making the case for why you should try something new and how to move through some of the obstacles and challenges that might get in the way. So you heard it here, but if you really want to go a little deeper into each one of those things and you haven't listened to last week's episode, I very much recommend that you do that. So now what I want to do is take all that now that we're excited, we're motivated, we want to try something new. So now what will that new thing be that you're going to do in your classroom? So I want to give you some ideas for what some of these small sustainable things can be. The first thing to look at is the communication modes. So we have our interpersonal, presentational, and interpretive communication modes. So is there one of those modes that you feel like you haven't really put the time into in your classroom with your students and you would like to do more of it would you like to do more interpersonal would you like to do more presentational speaking or presentational writing Or do you want to do more interpretive where you want students to be listening more or reading more? So maybe one of these changes, one of these small sustainable changes for your classroom is to take one of those modes and say, for the next 30 days or the next 30 classes, I'm going to make sure that there's at least 10 minutes of this mode in every class. Because sometimes... There are some of the modes that we're just not comfortable with, or we haven't found the resources or the templates, and so we kind of avoid them a little bit, or they just don't fall into our regular habits in the classroom, so if you can find, is there one of the modes that you really wanna focus on that you have left to the side a little bit, and make sure that you do that for at least 10 minutes in every class for the next 30 classes. And as you do that, you will realize, okay, I have some templates students get to expect how you engage in this particular mode. And after 10 or 15 classes, you'll realize that you're ready to just keep going. You've figured it all out. Give yourself the time to do it consistently in every class. So is that an interpersonal where students are going to just engage with each other for five minutes then change a partner or do it for three minutes and then change partners or presentational where you're going to have them write for 10 minutes a day or is it something that's interpretive where they're going to read something for 10 minutes a day and then engage with it or listen to something that is a three-minute video and then you engage with what they're listening to every day. So that is what I'm talking about, the small sustainable changes. It's not the entire class but it's forming those routines. So the first opportunity to look at for these small sustainable changes is to look at the communication modes and is there one of them that you could highlight more in your classroom. So the next area to look at is classroom procedures. So that means what are we doing in our classroom and are there some small sustainable changes that we can do there? So the first one is maybe target language use. And if you're in a classroom where you have the expectation of a high percentage of target language use, that's wonderful. We could always maybe do a little more. But if in your classroom you feel there could be more target language use, what I would suggest there is your small sustainable change could be in every class it's going to be 10 or 15 minutes of Exclusive target language use by teacher and students every day for the next 30 days or the next 30 classes. And you're not saying the entire class because if your students are not used to it, it takes a lot of stamina. It takes a lot of stamina as you, the teacher, to make the input comprehensible because we have to make sure that we're using comprehensible target language, not just speaking highly proficient language. And there's stamina in that for the teacher, but there's also stamina involved with students listening to it. So you might start with five minutes and just do that and then move up to 10 minutes, and then move up to 15 minutes. It doesn't have to even be the 15 minutes from day one, but those small sustainable changes will build towards that ultimate goal of more target language use. Another classroom procedure could be communicative activities where you feel like you do a lot of activities with your students in the classroom, but are they truly communicative? And that means that they practice with something, perhaps it's interpersonal speaking, but then they have to do something with what they learn from it. So maybe with all the games, and students love games in the classroom. I use a ton of games in the classroom. Students love to engage with the target language through different mediums, different games, activities. But when you get to the end of it, make sure that you have them do something with what they learned or the language they used in the activity and that's going to be different depending on the activity that you're doing but make sure that for the next 30 days whenever you do an activity where students are engaging in the target language together in pairs or small groups that you have an opportunity for them to do something with the language that they use that's what will make it communicative or the other classroom procedure is to look at the idea of student choice You know, if you are giving assignments to students, whether they're writing or speaking or doing projects, that if you're in a place where you typically give them the outline of how they're going to do it completely, that you maybe think about the idea of giving some choice in there, choice of topics, or how they're going to engage with it. And that can be something that you do over the next 30 days. Now, you're not gonna have a new project every day in class, but over the next 30 days, every time you give a more involved assignment to students that you have that idea of choice that's in there. So we looked at communication modes as some possible changes. We looked at classroom procedures. We can also look at the high leverage teaching practices uh, that we get from Actful. We also refer to them as the Actful core practices. And those are feedback and backwards design, authentic resources, and teaching grammar as a concept. There are others. But say feedback, you look at the first one, is there something you can do with students that involves feedback that you haven't been doing in the past? and you can start that in a small way. You want to use a new type of rubric and use that same rubric for the next 30 days so students are getting used to it. With backwards design, for the next 30 days, make sure that every unit that you're doing, that you start by using the backwards design model where you start with the end in mind with the assessment and then plan backwards from there if that's not something that you're already doing. Authentic resources that's another one of the high leverage teaching practices if you're not in the habit of using a lot of authentic resources in your classroom for the next 30 days try your best to make sure that you at least use two or three authentic resources a week in your classroom and the more you have the more you're going to find and the more students are going to get comfortable with engaging with authentic resources if they're sort of one-offs once in a while it could be more challenging for them. So it's also, again, building up that stamina for students. And then the other high leverage teaching practice that I'll highlight here is using grammar as a concept. And this may be an area that you have to look into a little bit more to make sure that if you're using the paradigms and like the charts and things like that for grammar in your classroom, that you think about it in a different way that you maybe use the PACE model or a dictogloss or different ways of going about teaching grammar in a more communicative way and try to do that with every new grammar point you want to address over the next 30 days. So we looked at the communication modes as some possibilities, some classroom procedures, and then the high-leverage teaching practices. And the last area of possible change I will look at is assessment are you grading for proficiency and competency? And do you wanna try something new with that? and that would mean trying out maybe an IPA, if you haven't done IPAs before, if you haven't used rubrics before, that over the next 30 days, all of your assessments are going to be linked to an IPA, an integrated performance assessment, or you're going to be grading for true proficiency and competency, and you're using rubrics so that students can see where they are in terms of the objectives. So looking at your assessments in a little bit of a different way. The thing I absolutely would not recommend is you try to do seven of these things all at the same time for the next 30 days. Really just choose one. Just choose one. In the last episode, I gave several examples of things that I have personally done for 30 days to make change in my classroom. And one of them was this idea of belonging and centering topics and cultural topics rather than just including them in so that's another way of looking at what you can do in your classroom is when you're talking about culture when you're talking about student voice and student engagement and valuing student experiences that you can really make sure that that is pivotal and that's something that you're doing regularly in your classroom and try to make sure that you make that goal for the next 30 days that you're going to do that in your classroom and it becomes habit forming. So how are you going to make it happen? that's how you're gonna make it happen. You're gonna make it a habit. And habits are only gonna be effective if they are small, sustainable changes. So going back to Matt Cutts saying those small, sustainable changes, looking at the James Clear atomic habits, like it's about those procedures and those small habits that we're changing in our classroom that get us to that goal. So choose one achievable goal at a time. Do it for 30 days assess adjust and continue and just keep going through that process each time you are trying something new and then when you're comfortable with it and it's become part of what you're doing then it's time for a new goal 30 days happen every 30 days so we could be doing this all the time so quick recap of these last two episodes as you go into the new year with this idea of maybe I can try something new, that as you're trying something new, 30 days, small, achievable goal of something, and why should you try something new? It's engaging for students, it's a model for them about what happens when things go wrong and how you get creative with it and you have that experience so that you can actually hone something over 30 days rather than just trying it once. Then we looked at what gets in the way, things like fear and time, resistance, staying motivated, and gave you some ideas for combating each one of those as you're going through. And when you're looking at what that new thing will be, you know, start with the communication modes. Is there one you want to focus on? Some of your classroom procedures, the way you're doing assessments, and just your practices in the classroom, whether that's about culture or student engagement. So how are you going to make it happen? Okay, this is the last time I'm going to say it. 30 days. 30 days. Small, consistent, achievable habits. That's what we want to do. Form those habits. That's what will make it sustainable, and that is what is going to transform your classroom. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you are motivated to go on and try something new. Be sure to check out the show notes where you will see the link to Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter with tips and resources for language teaching. And you'll also see the links in there to get in touch with me if you would like to work together either remotely or I can come right to your school. And I look forward to having a wonderful new year with everyone. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the World Language Classroom Podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. Connect with me on X, aka Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. WL Classroom. And for even more valuable resources, visit my website, wlclassroom.com, where you'll find over 300 blog posts about language teaching. So stay inspired, keep growing, and continue making a difference in your language classroom.